Hi, you're listening to Friars Side Chats, and I'm your host, Emma Miller, here today with my um, very strategically minded friend. That's me. Father Mike. Always looking toward the future. <laughs> That's how I roll. That, that, that really is how you roll. You know, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm a futurist. Oh, like I tell people sometimes, if you were not a priest, you would definitely be a CEO. You think? I do. Oh, wow. I don't know what that means, but I don't know if that's a compliment or not, or maybe it is. I guess it is. You'd be a very, like, ethical, responsible, holy, visionary, holy, holy CEO. CEO. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I do think um, it's one of the awesome blessings of working for you and having you head up the DCC. Like, you, you really do have great vision, and you're also... I mean, people should go and look at the books on your bookshelf in your office. I mean, there's definitely the spiritual reading, but there's a lot of like business efficiency. How much did you want in a raise this year? I mean, (laughs) you know, being being that I'm so great. (laughs) Yeah, that's coming up. (laughs) The big ask. (laughs) All right. You can have it. Whatever you want. (laughs) But that wouldn't be a very good CEO, I guess. But but it's important, and I think you know this was my first job, right? And... So believe me, <laughs> hopefully it'll improve from here. Um, but yes, Father, Father Mike is messing around, but in all reality and honesty to our listeners, he is a really awesome uh, strategist and just helps us to really stay focused on strategy. So I kind of wanted to talk about that today, not how awesome you are, but how important strategy, strategy yes, is. Yes, that's correct. And of course, this comes because last year was our first year of our new strategic plan. The second iteration of our strategic plan, I yes. like to say. Yes. It's not, it, it is a new plan, but it's not as if we started from scratch. Yeah, we, that we didn't a, have a plan. We had a plan before that, and uh, it, it sort of um, brought us along pretty mm-hmm. substantially. And now we're in a situation, or we were in a situation a couple of years ago where we said, okay, let's get some folks together and start taking a look at the future. And we came out with a, as... You know, I of course I'm going to say this, but I think it's a really great plan for yeah. the next three years. Which this is already year two. Oh my gosh. Of the next three, yes. Crazy. Boom. And uh, each of the staff members is responsible for different um, objectives within the strategic plan. And as you're saying, we're already heading into year two of three. I'm like, oh gosh. Did I do all that I was supposed to do for year one? Need to get some more things rolling. That's right. Are you, um, do you find yourself strategic in other areas of your life? Yes, but it takes me sitting down to think about, I, I just have to put time into it to come up with the strategy and like to, to make my life better, like with chores around my house or, um, yeah, just kind of living a life that's not chaotic. Right. <laughs> you need strategy. And sure. so I think we are all a little bit strategic in small ways that we don't realize, but I'm trying to implement it more in bigger ways in my life. I just, I, I think there's a difference between um, just strategies to accomplish X mm-hmm. and strategic vision that's based on a mission. You know, so too often 
I don't think when it comes to our personal lives mm-hmm. or when it comes to things that are important to us, um, I don't think we ask a broad enough mission question, mm. why am I here? Yeah. What's, what's my purpose? Yeah. And then how does this specific strategy help to mm-hmm. um, make real that mission? So I know it sounds sort of hokey to try and make those applications into my uh, into my life in other ways, but I, I, I think that if if your mind thinks that way, it it really helps. And yeah. so, um, we I, I mean I think what what we've found is tough decisions we've had to make mm-hmm. have been blessed because we're clear on the mission, yeah. and then the strategies, yeah. you know, on how to get there become mm-hmm. sometimes we don't like the answers we get, mm-hmm. but you know when 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 it's always in reference to this you know, mission and vision, I think then, you know, we're, we're far better mm-hmm. uh, aligned rather mm-hmm. than running around doing this and that and like yeah. chickens without a head, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, um, and I certainly think for a lot of Duke students, you know, a lot of, I include myself in this bunch of Duke students necessarily didn't know what they wanted to be or do, you know, going through college, Sure, but there's a lot out there who do like pre-med, pre-law, you know, definitely wanting to go into business or what have you. And those, you know what you need to get done in order to get to that place to be that thing you want to be. But yeah, we don't ask ourselves, what is it going to take for me to be a saint? Right. I I mean, I, I think... Because um, that's it, the goal, right? Sure, like, sure. I, it, just even start with your own you know, what's your view of your body? Mm. You know, just look at your physical reality mm-hmm. and, and say to yourself, what do I want? What do I believe I've been placed here with this body mm-hmm. that has these particular, particular, you know, characteristics and that requires this and this and this, which is going to be different for every person, obviously. Mm-hmm. My physical needs and your physical needs are going to be different. So, um, and then thinking strategically around that, okay, what do I want my body to look like five years from now? Mm-hmm. And so what, what do I have to do? What are the hard choices I need to make today in order for that to happen? Yeah, and so, put sunscreen on every day, no matter what. And, <laughs> and remove the chocolate <laughs> from the office. That has to go. Father Mike is constantly stealing my chocolate. I am. And well, then I'm, not, he, I'm not stealing, I'm... I'm availing myself of the chocolate. <laughs> it's not coming back to me. <laughs> well, no, you give it so freely. Actually, you know so what? Generous. He also, he does, he'll eat like a whole bar of my chocolate and then he'll come back the following week with like two bars to replace it. But then guess who eats those two <laughs> bars? <laughs> I don't eat all two. I just eat maybe a quarter of one, but that's true. Yeah. Um, so, well, I do want to touch on, you know, our the Duke Catholic Center strategic plan, because um, I actually really do think it's a great way to, for each of us to think about our own spiritual life and where are we in engaging that. Um, Does that sound good to you? Sure. Cool. Okay. Starting off, and I have to say this one's close to my heart because I'm part of, uh, you know, the belong committee Mm -hmm. uh, as we think about some of those objectives. But first up is belong. Um, so what does that what does that mean to you, Father Mike? Well, I, I think probably we need to give our listeners a little more context than oh. just one word. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> you know what? 
You're so, so brilliant. Uh, well, you know, again, <laughs> your, your raise is just <laughs> rising as we speak. But we, what we tried to do is, um, you know, we articulated again or re-articulated or affirmed, I should probably say, what mm-hmm. our mission here at the Catholic Center mm-hmm. is. And, and that's certainly to uh, allow our students, undergraduate and graduate professional students, to engage Jesus Christ mm-hmm. in the community of faith. And, uh, and, and once we describe that parameter, as we've looked at how, what that could look like, we used a caption, or pardon me, a, a quote from Luke's Gospel, yeah. the fifth chapter, the fourth verse of Luke's Gospel, which is, put out into deep water and lower your nets for a catch. Mm-hmm. And that concept of if we really want to create an environment where students can encounter Christ in the church, they have to go for the deep water. Mm-hmm. And because that's so a part of the ethos of this campus that is always stretching itself. Mm-hmm. It's always digging deeper. It's mm-hmm. always going deeper. Uh, and the catch there can be so rich, so powerful. Mm-hmm. So um, once we've sort of, we sort of outlined that vision, three areas came into focus. Um, and those three areas, we gave one word titles to each of them, belong, believe, become. Yeah. And we see a progression mm-hmm. through those three words mm-hmm. that... Um, that are that is somewhat sequential, but not totally sequential. In other words, you need to first, at least for students on our campus, and it's an assessment we made about yeah. ourselves, but we first need to experience a sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. And then we're further capable of believing. And then we're further capable of becoming. Mm-hmm. Now, all that said... I'm always becoming and I need to becoming yeah, a disciple. That's correct. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm always believing. So it's not to mm-hmm. say that it has to go all the time in every circumstance in that mm-hmm. sequential progression, but it does admit that, um, that that kind of sequencing usually works for mm-hmm. most of our students. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so we start with the first area of focus is belong. Yeah which is now <laughs> now a great time. Now, Thank you. That was a beautifully um, laid out background. I mean, it was, okay. it was really great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but great context. And um, yeah, kind of like that first, you know, it's diving deeper, but there's always going to be some back and forth, but that sense of belonging and feeling, um, you know, a joyful participation in our life as Catholics um, and feeling a part of a community of people. Um, Some people may have found that sense of belonging before they even got to Duke with their own families and how their families lived out Catholic faith life. At some point, your faith was transmitted to you by other humans. Right. And so I think that's kind of what a lot of the belonging gets at. Sure, and it's also realizing from a more of a theological perspective, that sense of belonging to the body of Christ, Mm -hmm. that we are one in Christ Mm -hmm. and what unites us is the Eucharist. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, certainly full conscious and active celebration of the sacramental life is Mm -hmm. at the heart of what it means to belong. 
granted that might not be the first thing on students' minds or mm-hmm. on their lips. Like, <laughs> oh, wow, I would like to be in a, participate in a full, conscious, and active way in the sacramental <laughs> life of the church. However, that's what our church believes mm. to be essential mm. in terms of our ability to belong. Yeah. And so we take what the church gives us mm-hmm. Not as some second-handed, okay, we'll try and make something with it, yeah. but rather believing that the the Eucharist is the epicenter mm-hmm. of the sacramental life is the epicenter of where we encounter God's grace in a in a real and tangible way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like personally when I you know when I reflect on these strategic plan goals, we've got we've got them for the community and we have objectives for that. But just when I think about it for myself, it is a good reminder of. Are you engaging in all of the sacraments that you can, Emma? Are you going to reconciliation regularly? Are you, you know, doing your best to stay focused in mass? And what are you taking out of that? And, you know, being or, intentional along the way. Or how are we continuing to to live into our confirmation? Mm-hmm. You talk about, a you know, mm-hmm. a sacrament or just, you know, celebrating my baptism, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the grace of baptism, you know, and what that has done. So I... Even for those sacraments that you know are, um, you know, happen once. Yeah. It it doesn't mean that okay. Well, I've I've you know sucked the life out of that, and there's nothing else to do. <laughs> it's there. done now. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I mean, if there be one, I think that is undervalued and underappreciated. It would certainly be our confirmation. Mm, and so mm-hmm. the the awesomeness of the sacramental life to allow us to belong to something mm. greater than ourselves, I think. Um, needs to be um, highlighted. Mm-hmm. And so I think our plan does that. Then we get more specific and say, okay, what are some objectives that we want to um, operationalize yeah. in order to help people to belong, in, o- another f- in order for people to joyfully participate in a full conscious active and active celebration of the sacrament yeah of life. so how can we help getting to right. mass how's that like, going to happen be easier right. you right. know make reconciliation more accessible right. prayers to help them engage with their baptism and confirmation right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so we came up with two um two specific um objectives and one of the things in a lot of strategic planning is uh, to have things that are measurable yeah. You know, and that's a challenge for us in the spiritual journey because I think most people would uh, out of the gate say, well, we can't measure someone's spiritual growth. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I think you can, you know, and so we've got to assume that we can. And, and so we've got to count what we can mm-hmm. and then stand back from it at times and, and look and say, wow, this this is painting a picture. Yeah. These numbers paint a picture that's more than paint by number because <laughs> <laughs> paint by number is really pretty have you ever done paint by number yeah like when i was five <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't very good at it even at age oh, 12 I don't think. <laughs> anyway so those two sort of uh, mm-hmm. the, the two measurables that we're looking for as objectives the first is uh, the goal that 40 to 50 percent of catholic students will engage in the Catholic community at least once per semester by May 2020. Yeah. Uh, and so touch points, you know, how can we get you to engage with us, yep. to, to have a sense of belonging with us mm-hmm. in some way mm-hmm. um, that we can engage at least half. Mm-hmm. And then the second one is to have 30 to 35% of Catholic students attend weekly Sunday Mass by May 2020. Yeah. Which, 
that's a, uh, a lofty goal. And if, if we achieve it, would be more than the parish average. Wow. Yeah. More than the parish average. Correct. Which is what? I think around 18%. <gasps> Okay. Oh boy, am I pumped. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know it is a little bit funny um, sometimes to try and put numbers and to think about, you know, when you think about ministry and trying to help people get to know Jesus and grow in their relationship with him, sometimes you think about, gosh, do you really need to be taking down numbers and me- measuring things and percentages? Well, yes. Yes, yeah, you do. That's how goal setting goes. goes, How do you measure your progress if you're not if you don't take measurements in some way? Right, and I I don't think we should be fearful of it. Nor Mm -hmm. do we need to make it the be all and end all. It's not the ultimate, you know, determiner of our holiness. But Mm -hmm. uh, I think too often we can anecdotally talk Mm -hmm. ourselves into a a reality that's not Mm -hmm. true. Mm -hmm. You know, And, and then the the statistics say something else yeah you know for sure moving on to believe Mm. we talked about belonging and then there's believing um in my mind believing uh and not in my mind according to our plan um and as catholics believing we encounter and know jesus more deeply by sharing the faith with others it's not just owning it on your own but also being willing to share it like believing in it enough that you're willing to right the real the real disciples are evangelizers mm. you know that you know it, the scriptures are so clear on this mm. that when you come to know Christ when you come to believe in him you can't help but but share it yeah. you know it's it's good news mm-hmm. and good news screams to be shared mm-hmm. you know and so i think that's where um, as catholics we can clearly do some self-assessment and say, do I really believe this to be good news such that I want other people to know it? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is no, then it's not that good. <laughs> it's not that good news to yeah, us, right? Yeah. And so my belief, my faith is not where it needs to be. I mean, I think it's a, it's a huge indicator for us. And so mm. we're trying to do that through our small group ministry. Mm-hmm. We, we believe that that's the key to engagement of, mm-hmm. in faith sharing. And so the first you know, objective in that second area of believe is to get 125 to 150 Catholic students on average to participate in vibrant faith sharing groups on a weekly basis by May 2020. This wow. past year we had 86. Okay. So got some you know, work to we've do. got some work to do by mm-hmm. May 2020 to get that average weekly number mm-hmm. up to between 125 and 150. Mm-hmm. And we just think it's in that small faith community setting that people begin to get comfortable sharing their faith. Mm-hmm. Read the scripture. This is what I hear the Lord saying to me. That's that's faith sharing right mm-hmm. there. So, um, And then secondly, um, our second objective in the uh, the believe category is Catholic ex- Catholic students explore and deepen their knowledge of the Catholic faith through faith formation opportunities by May 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think the knowledge of the faith is just one of those areas where you would think on a campus like Duke, hmm. everyone would be you know uber knowledgeable yeah. of their faith. And that's just not the it's case. Not. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing it's not the case in most 
college settings, mm-hmm. maybe I dare say in, in most, most of the church, yeah. you know, and so we've got to ask ourselves, do we think it's acceptable that we can't speak cogently about our faith mm. to others, let alone reflect on it ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, that's a, a bit of a harsh indictment because we're trying to comprehend the infinite here yeah. in faith, you know. Uh, at, that said, you know, our faith teaches us that uh, faith in God is understandable. It's reasonable. Mm. It's not, you know, something so totally beyond us that we yeah. can't comprehend. Certainly we don't comprehend it in its fullness, but. <laughs> yeah, there's always so much room to right. grow in that. I mean, right. the yeah, the church, church, I mean, theology and teaching and philosophy, it just goes, runs so deep. Sure. Um, but that's not to say that you can't get uh, a working knowledge Absolutely. that is yeah. commensurate with your state and life. And that's what like retreats help with. Sure. Or reading, just reading. reading. Yeah, participating in some of the, um, you know, C90X programming right, right, or Encompass. Right. Um, yeah, these opportunities to do some stuff on Absolutely. your own. Mm-hmm. We're trying to build up our, our spiritual library. Oh, you know, yeah. the, the, the cachet of books that we have available mm-hmm. for students that are, um, yeah, we've cleaned that out pretty much and we've got you know, some good offerings there that can yeah, help. We're excited for some of the ones we're gonna Woo-hoo. we're gonna put out there this That's year. Right. <laughs> yeah, and then um our third category um is all about becoming and really living into that call to discipleship. That we actively live the faith by becoming lifelong devoted disciples of Jesus Christ in the world. Yeah, you know, it's interesting that um too often we hear uh folks tell stories about how um, they were so engaged in faith at mm. the university and then they went out into the real world and mm. it wasn't like their the campus ministry where they were mm-hmm. and so they sort of fell away well are we really what are we doing if we're not if we're not really um, allowing people to grow into a faith that can be sustained beyond their time here yeah. at Duke University I mean not to say it's not worth it but Gosh, you know, we, we've got to we've got to set people up for beyond here, mm-hmm. and so that's a, a pretty big challenge. So what we want to do, we think the the hallmark of that is is your prayer life, and mm-hmm. so one for of the sure. objectives there is twenty to twenty five percent of Catholic students embrace the desire and discipline of daily prayer mm-hmm. uh, through resources and opportunities provided by the DCC by May twenty twenty. Now, you know that daily prayer. We're not talking here about. Uh, I say in our father before I go to bed, which is nice, but it's not sustainable of a relationship at that level. And I'm not trying to be judgmental. I'm simply saying your relationship with your girlfriend, if it was a pat sentence or two that you said (laughs) once a day, that wouldn't sustain your relationship. So I think we just got to be, do we want a deep relationship with Christ Mm -hmm. or not? The prayer life is going to sustain us Mm -hmm. beyond Duke. For sure. And then secondly... Uh, our second initiative is uh, 20 to 25 percent of Catholic seniors will participate in a program that fil- facilitates faith life post Duke mm-hmm. by May 2020. So we want to start looking at ways of providing mm. um, opportunities for students to start now thinking about yeah. what their life beyond Duke is going to look like yeah. and how are they going to live their faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I know. I think we've got some good plans in the works for this year in particular. Yeah, that, I mean, from that for, for that mm-hmm. initiative, I think it's going to be cool. for seniors and for yeah. for underclassmen. Right. It's never too early to right. start thinking about right life in the real world. No, I hear you. <laughs> well, gosh, that went really deep, but really good. So, how do you see? I, I mean, I think anyone anywhere can look at these objectives and measure where is my faith living up to some of these some of these objectives. But more how I mean, how could we this was a long process to come up with a strategic plan. We had focus groups and lots of really smart people weighing in on this. How do we come up with a basic bare bones strategy for our own spiritual lives? Right. I, I think you start again with purpose and mission. You mm-hmm. know, why am I here? What am I here to do ultimately? Mm-hmm. What's my life basically mean? Mm-hmm. And I know that might sound you know a little too met- metaphysical for, <laughs> uh, you know, a Tuesday or Wednesday morning. But uh, I think the deeper question is, um, do I believe that uh, I have some great purpose here? Yeah. And if, if I don't think about it enough, then, you know, anything I do will suffice. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, but suffice isn't what we're looking for here. Mm-hmm. We want we want lives of depth and yeah. breadth, and and that happens only by being reflective and asking yourself big questions, mm-hmm. uh, and then coming up with you know strategies to get you to that that awesome horizon. Yeah. Thanks, Father Mike. Thank you, Queenie. We'll put um, in the show notes some really good kind of tips for uh, getting engaged, um, you know, with the sacraments maybe in a new way. And I also think that component of daily prayer um, can really help. Like we said, you know, daily prayer, maybe that's going to come for you before joining a small group or whatever, but um, it doesn't have to totally be linear. So we'll put some tools for some of these different areas. Awesome. They're great for building your own personal spiritual strategic plan. Wow. I know. I'm in. What if we had a workshop for people on building out your spiritual strategic plan? It sounds like a future podcast. That sounds pretty cool. I would definitely. You would listen? No. I mean, I would go to a (laughs) workshop like that. That's awesome. I'm all about workshops right now. It's like an hour and a half. You go, you get something really fruitful out of it. Uh You can apply it right away. Love it. Let's do it. Well, thank you guys for joining us for another, we hope, great episode of Friarside Chats. You can email me anytime with your thoughts, suggestions for future episodes, or questions that the episode might have prompted. You can email me at erm13 at duke.edu. For more information about the ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit us at catholic.duke.edu. Friarside Chats is supported by many generous donors, students, parents, alumni, and friends of Duke just like you. To learn how you can support Friarside Chats or any other ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit catholic.duke.edu backslash support. Thanks, Father CEO Mike. (laughs) Thank you, Strategic (laughs) Emma. Oh boy. All right, see you guys next time on Friarside Chats.